Good morning, everyone. Happy Mother's Day to everyone. It is my first Mother's Day. I get choked up because of that miracle right there. So what's funny about this is I tried everything in my power to get out of doing this this morning. And when I mean everything, I was pulling out all the stops, um, which I'll explain a little bit later. But it was a couple months ago, I'd say March or April, I was driving to work and the Lord dropped in my spirit and it said, Brandon's going to want you to preach on Mother's Day. And I said, oh, heck no, I ain't doing that. And then I said, you know, like I'm going to. I'm going to argue with the Lord, and the Lord's going to, I'm going to tell him what's going on, you know. And I said, okay, if that's going to happen, he's going to have to ask me first. He's going to have to ask me. Two weeks ago, I believe it was, we were in the car. We were driving, I think we are driving back from the zoo with Eleanor. And he said, so, you want to preach for Mother's Day? And I was like, oh, gosh, dang it. And I was like, okay, okay. I said, I'll think about it. So then a little bit later, I said, Lord, if you want me to do this, you're going to have to tell me what you want me to preach. I said, I, I don't know. I, I said, I just, I, this is mind-blowing that you even want me to do this. And expectations is what he dropped in my heart. Um, I joke around. We did youth ministry for about three years together. Brandon did it for about five in Finley. And I joke around that I say, once you call it a Sunday morning and you, sit be, you stand behind the pulpit and call it preaching, I get all sorts of nervous. But when you're leading a small group of teenage girls in a youth room, it's different. But it's really not. Um, so with that being said, I just, I'm just i so thankful for this opportunity to get to do this with Brandon. And I promise I'm not as long-winded as him. <laughs> um, and just starting with expectations. And as a pastor's wife, sometimes your expectations seem to be a little high, uh, me and Brandon had just recently got engaged. He got asked to go preach a Wednesday night. And I was, he's like, you want to go with me? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go. I think I got asked five or six times while we were there if I was going to sing a special. And I was like, oh, what? And I was like, is this what a pastor's wife? I have to sing a special? I said, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. Um, and honestly, with expectations, if you see me in Walmart around town, I'm probably in baggy sweats. I'm probably in a baggy sweatshirt. I probably got baby drool all over me. I'm just going to Walmart like the rest of y'all. I'm just, so when you put the title pastor's wife on stuff and your expectations of a pastor's wife, sometimes I'm a little outside of the box. Like if you heard me arguing with the postal people a couple weeks ago about my package, and I realized there's this whole line outside the door behind me, and I turn around, I'm like, oh, Lord, I hope none of those are church people. I hope none of them heard me. It was, it was all good. I was just trying to get a package to my niece in Texas. So we're just going to start out. The banner um, verse, I believe, for Mother's Day would be Proverbs 31. Not Psalms 31, like I told a group of girls one time. It doesn't add up. Proverbs 31. Um, some of the different key things in Proverbs 31 for a woman is they are more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her. Energetic, strong, hardworking, busy, always helping, wise, and kind. It's a mighty list of expectations for a woman to exhibit or a wife to exhibit. And then some, and then I was wondering, some may ask, what is the definition of expectations? So I Googled it last night, and it says the act or state of expecting, 
anticipation, a strong belief that someone will or should achieve something. This leads in to the verse that the Lord laid on my heart today. So if you all could please stand for the reading of the word. Genesis 21, 1. The Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. She became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened at just the time he said it would. If you could bow your heads and pray with me real quick. Lord, thank you for today, and I thank you for this amazing opportunity to speak to these people this morning, Lord. I just pray that you mold my lips to say what you want me to say and give this opportunity all that I have. Thank you, Lord, in your name. Amen. Um, with it being Mother's Day, there's all different kinds of mothers out there. There's having your own offspring, there's stepmothers, there's spiritual mothers, there's grandmas, and I think why this whole, this Mother's Day holds such a special place in my heart is because our journey of becoming parents and what the Lord spoke to me in this journey of becoming parents and the expectations that I had for us were not the expectations of what the Lord had for us. They were much greater. So let's backtrack here and let's tell our whole story. We'll start with Brandon and I and how we came to be. Um, we're going on three years of marriage now, next week, I think, yeah, next week, and um, it all started with, I was graduating high school in 2017, and the church we were at, our youth pastor was leaving, and we were needing a new youth pastor. Well, my parents, my dad at the time, was, and my mom was on the board to be able to pick this new youth pastor. I told, I remember telling them as they were leaving the house for the first meeting, I said, pick a guy with a good son. I was like, I want a good youth pastor, son. Little did I know it would actually be the youth pastor. <laughs> As we go on, Brandon comes and bees our youth pastor. Um, at the time, I'm pretty sure I had an older cousin. I was like, ah, Abby. I was like, Brandon's single. I was like, you should hang out with him. And Little did I know it would end up us together. And it was an eight-month journey for Brandon to be able to even get us out on our first date. But... What sealed the deal for me, as I should say, he was preaching one youth Sunday morning, and the line that I will never forget is, if your expectations do not line up with God's expectations in your life, you will never be satisfied, and you will never be fulfilled. And I can tell you right now, I was in that journey. I was trying to go on, I was trying to live the college life. I was trying to go on as many dates as possible and avoid him as much as I could. I, it's, you can even ask. I'm not telling you anything he doesn't know, I promise. He, he knows everything. But as I was sitting there and the words pierced through my heart, I'm never going to be satisfied if my expectations do not line up with the Lord's. And, in, and I'm pretty sure it was that night I said, I said yes. We started dating. Um, six months later, we were engaged on Christmas Day. That's when you know the Lord's in it, because we were driving along. He said, so, when's too early to ask you to marry me? Mind you, it's like September, October. And I said, how about Christmas? He said, you crazy? I'm on a youth pastor salary. You think I can afford a ring in that long? And I said, listen, it don't got to be nothing special. I said, we can do it. Lo and behold, on Christmas morning, he, asked, he proposed to me. A year and a half later, we got married in the middle of COVID. Um, so that was fun. But... 
it worked out. It wasn't up to our expectations, but it was exactly what God wanted for us. So with that, we were married about a year and a half, two years at that point, and we were ready to start a family. And whew, this, is, this is where it gets touchy for me, for him especially. Um, everyone has their own journey of sometimes with a family. Sometimes it happens in a month. Sometimes it happens in a couple years. What your timeline is, is some, not everyone's time. It's not God's timeline. And I was really struggling with that because God is sovereign. What he says will happen, but it's on his time. It's not on yours. Um, I don't know. In the year, I believe it was a year, that we were trying, I don't know how many pregnancy tests we went through, how many this, how many that, what else can we do to get this baby here? And we finally had to sit back and just know it's on God's time. We had been prophesied over multiple, multiple times that it's going to come. It is going to happen. You just have to trust me and my timing. It is going to happen. And to me, it wasn't happening in my timing. So my expectations for the Lord, they plummeted because I said, you're not, you're not meeting my expectations. You're not meeting what I want Therefore, it's not going to happen. Until it was about, it was Jan December, January, I was reading in Luke, the Christmas story. And I was reading all the way through and pray before I start reading. And I said, Lord, please have this touch me in the ways you want it to touch me. Help me to hear what you want me to hear from you today. And as I was sitting there and I was reading, and we got to, the, got to the end, the Easter story per se. We got to the end where they went to see Jesus' body as he was still in the tomb. And they got there and he wasn't there. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, your expectations for what I can do in your life are so small compared to what I can do. You're putting me in a box that's this big. Your box needs to be bigger. He said, I just need you to be patient. And I was like, whew, all right. That hit me. Brandon's making breakfast, so that hit me like a ton of bricks. We go out. He's, I'm trying to eat my dippy eggs as I'm bawling. He's like, what is wrong? I said, listen. And I think a week or two later, we found out we were pregnant with Eleanor. That's true, and true miracle as it is. And um, so through pregnant. Through pregnancy, I had a rough pregnancy. Um, my first trimester, I don't even think I left bed. <laughs> Brandon would come home from work, and I'd be, you're still in bed? Yes, leave me alone. Like, just go get another trash can. Um, it wasn't my expectations. I remember telling my mom, I said, why don't pregnant people tell you about this part? Like, this isn't, we'd be driving. I mean, it was to the point I worked in Toledo, so I had a 45-minute commute to work, and my dad put a puke trash can in my car with extra trash bags because I'd be going down 75 and having to hurl and trying to keep driving. But I was like, my expectations for pregnancy were so high. I was like, oh, I'm going to have all the Instagram cute bump pictures. I was like, everything about pregnancy was not what I expected. So again, the Lord reminded me, hey, sometimes your expectations don't line up with my expectations. So September rolls around, and we're here in the, in the midst of all of this. The Lord's also transitioning our lives from youth pastor to lead pastor. And that was a big expectation. 
if you talk to Brandon, Brandon will always tell you, I was never going to be a lead pastor. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do youth ministry for the rest of my life, and I'll just phase out. Well, his expectations were a little small for what the Lord was going to do for him. I'll tell you that much. And it, we didn't... We knew we felt the Lord was calling us to more. What that more was, we were unsure of. We didn't know. But through our expectations, we knew that the Lord was going to do something big for us. He decided to do it when we were 28 weeks pregnant, I believe. And, <laughs> again, another curveball. I remember Brandon texting me. He was at a conference in Columbus, and he was talking with our state overseer. And he said, hey, I have a church that I want you to check out. So Brandon texted me, and he said, hey, by the way, we have to move, right, like, right away. I said, are you crazy? I said, we are almost in our third trimester of pregnancy. I said, everything is in Finley. I said, are you, my, my, again, my expectations were small, and what God had for us was big. But because my expectations were small, I was, I was trying to hold us back. I was trying, and sometimes that happens. Thankfully, God gives us grace and lets us try again. That's the big thing. So we came here in June last year, I believe. We were a little back and forth because I was stuck in a contract at work. Here comes Eleanor in September. Birth was nothing I expected. <laughs> and we laughed because it, it nothing we expect, nothing you see in the magazines. And I don't mean to scare anyone because it everyone has their own thing. But after about, we went on a Tuesday to get induced because they were afraid she was going to be stuck. She was going to have a big head and big shoulders, you know, big baby. She's going to get stuck. So we decided to be induced a week early to try to avoid those issues. And went in on a Tuesday, and we did not have her until Thursday. I was in labor for about three days, three failed epidurals, and then a rather emergent C-section later, we have our Eleanor. Um, and again, my expectations of what birth was going to be like did not add up to September 15th of 2022. But once she came out, I remember, I remember laying on the C-section table and it was a little scary because my blood pressure had dropped and everything. I wasn't responding too well to medicine. And, um, I just remember laying there and as loud as I could, I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you. As this baby's screaming over here, and I know, I know, I'm so dizzy. I can't even look over. I can't see him, but I just, I couldn't help but say thank you, Lord, for not letting my expectations be the limit, for letting your expectations far exceed and go above and beyond anything I could ever imagine for us. So, let's go back into scripture. And see how this played out kind of in real Bible times. So when the Lord, when I was arguing with the Lord about doing this on a Sunday morning, I said, okay, I'm thinking about, you know, how Brandon gets his verse and everything like that. And this, let me tell you, this man studies for his Sunday mornings. You have a pastor that is fully invested into everything that he does. Because sometimes I'm like, geez, you studying again? Like, can't we go to Target? And he's like, no, I got to study. I'm like, fine, okay, I'll go to Target by myself. But I was like, man, okay, so he usually has a verse. Like, I'm trying to, you know, go off of what our pastor does. So I said, Lord, you're going to have to drop. What, what verse do you want me to do? And it was actually, I work, I'm an x-ray tech, and I work in the cath lab. And it was in the middle of a rather emergent case as I'm scrubbing, and the Lord dropped it in my heart. And I was like, okay, awkward timing, but I'll, I'll take it. That's, I'll do it. So 
let's back into scripture how it plays out in real Bible times. Um, Sarah, in her old age, never believed that she would be pregnant. Her expectations for the Lord were so low that she had her servant sleep with her husband so her husband could have a baby. I don't know. To me, I mean, wow. Your expect and the thing was, well, like we read in Genesis 21, the Lord did exactly as he said he would do. I believe in scripture it says, in a year, in a year, I will give you a baby. And she still didn't believe it. God gave timing. I don't know about you, but when I pray and ask for something to happen, I'd, I'd like a time frame. I'd be like, hey, a day, a week, a year, when's this gonna, when's this gonna play out? Doesn't always happen that way. But for Sarah, it was laid out in front of her. I will give you a baby in a year. And she still didn't believe it. In Genesis 13, the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, can an old lady like me have a baby? Mind you, she was, about in, she was in her 90s. And I believe when the baby was born, Abraham was 100. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? The Lord literally laughed at his people. Because we can't even fathom what he has in store for us. And he doesn't tell us what he has in store for us as well. Because he knows we'll laugh as well. I, I've heard it before plenty of times going to church as a little kid. If God could put a whiteboard up here beside you or while Brandon's preaching. And hey, this is what's going to happen in your life. And it's going to be mapped out like this and that and this and that. You're going to back away. And you're going to say, oh, no, I can't do that. And then you're not fulfilling the expectations that the Lord has for your life. And it, it kind of, it, this right now, it kind of feels like this with me this Sunday preaching. Like I said, this isn't my expectation. It takes me back to when we first went to Upper Room in Finley, and I wanted to get involved in the youth group, but I was terrified. I knew no one my parents were like, hey, you need to go. You need to go. I was like, yeah, I know. I'll get there. Until I was finally shoved in that room, and I met some of the best friends that I have now. But if I never was shoved into that room, I don't think I'd be here today. I don't think I would have been in that youth group to be able to meet Brandon. So in the back of my head, it's, if the Lord wants me to preach, I'm going to do it. Because I don't know what's on the other side. We were at dinner Wednesday night, and Brandon's like, we were with mom and dad and Eleanor, and Brandon's like, I think I'm going to have Mackenzie preach on Sunday morning. And I said, hey, now. I said, I didn't say yes yet. And my mom says, oh, did the Lord tell you to do it? And I said, well, yeah. She said, oh, then you, you do it. You don't not do what the Lord tells you to do. I said, okay, I'll do it. And the Lord also, in this whole midst of everything, it was more nerves on like if I what if I mess up the words what if I stutter what if I don't preach long enough everything I I I now I was telling Brandon the other night I said the Lord told me it's not about you it's about me I don't care what you look like I don't care what you sound like it's about me and you're speaking my word in my church Okay, so three ways to stay in a state of expecting. Praying, Lord, have your will on my life. 
Sometimes that's hard to do. Have your will, not mine. Have your expectations, not mine. Lord, I want to do exactly what you want for my life. I want to go where you want me to go. I want to do what you want me to do. And I want to say what you want me to say. Pray for him to give you more than you think you can handle. Because with him, you can handle more than you think you can. So in our next, our next step, it would be who you surround yourself with. And I, I have a funny story. Brandon read this. I have a funny story. You know, when you're a kid, I grew up Pentecostal. My dad was a preacher. I grew up in the PCOG. You had revival nights, right? And on those revival nights, you went to church almost Monday through Sunday. Start, oh, well, start on Sunday. Yeah, Monday through Sunday all the way. That's what you did. And then one night, it was in the summer, and I was hanging out with my good friend Maggie. And it's, hey, you want to go to church with me? And and in my family, it was taught you go to church expecting the Lord to move. You don't come to fill a seat, warm a seat. You don't come just to say hello, get your bulletin, sit down, sing a little song, listen to the preacher, and leave. No, you come expecting the Lord to move. What, is, what does he have for me today? So with that in my heart, I knew I was bringing Maggie to a revival and a Pentecostal church of God. And I was like, oh, Lord. Please do not let mom do that dance thing and talk in that language. Don't let dad take off running across the pews because he has. Don't let him do that little jig. And Lord forbid, do not let that pastor come up and hit her in the head with that Bible. (laughs) And in my heart, I was like, oh. Because I'm sitting there as a child. I was taught, you expect the Lord to move. So I knew going into revival, stuff's going to happen. The Lord's going to move. The Holy Spirit's going to move. I know what my parents do. They do the Holy Spirit jig. Okay? And sometimes you take friends and they're like, what are they doing? I said, I'll explain later. I'll explain later. I knew if he came close with that Bible, I'm like, oh, Lord. She's going to meet the Holy Spirit before she even knows the Holy Spirit. And, and sitting in a, also, sitting in a state of expectations, it's a, we're living in Benton Ridge, Ohio, and it's a summer. My brother had taken off to the Marine Corps. Dad was at work. Mom's a teacher, so she's home with me. And I'm upstairs, big old bedroom. We live on State Route 12. Big semis turn in the corner. Loud, like, horn noise. I don't know. I was dead asleep. I woke up because I knew it was the trumpet of the Lord. And I was like, I have got to get ready. So what it, but then I was like, shoot, the horn's over and I'm still here. So I proceeded to grab my cat that was laying on the bed and I ran downstairs because if I knew my mama was still here, then I didn't miss it. But if mom was gone, I was stuck and I was stuck with the cat, Tammy. Why I grabbed my cat, I am not entirely sure, but I mean, oh, my heart was, I can remember it because I remember running in. I said, mom, she goes, what? I said, okay, you're still here. She goes, what? I said, I'll just, I'll talk to you later. (laughs) But it was funny because I I grabbed that cat. And she goes, and once we talked about it later, she said, why did you grab the cat? I said, I don't know. Tammy was going with us. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But it's important who you surround yourself with because if you surround yourself with people with similar expectations as your own, you're only going to be able to grow with them. If they're... Guilty by association type of deal. I know that was a big thing in high school. My parents were like, watch who you're hanging out with. You're guilty by association. 
And I'm like, yeah, I get it. But it makes sense now. Because for me, if my expectations for something were higher and their expectations were lower, they're not going to help me get to where I need to go. People in your life aren't going to, they're going to on a Sunday morning say, oh, you want to sleep in? Go ahead. Oh, you don't, you don't want to go to church for Wednesday night Bible study? Well, that's okay. Let's, let's go get some wings at B-dubs. And that hit home because in my household, when at least until I was 18, I did grow up in a, a preacher's home, but you got up, you went to Sunday school, and you went to church. It was an expectation. You did not have a choice. Some people, I would remember as a fifth grader sleeping over at a friend's house and her mom asking me, it was a Saturday night to a Sunday, and her mom asking me, do you have to go to church tomorrow? Do I have to set my alarm for you to get up for your dad to pick you up? I, yeah, you do. I, got, I didn't have a cell phone. I don't know how to set an alarm. Yeah, you got to set your alarm because I'm going to church at prom the next day. I remember sleeping on the pew in my dad's church after prom with my hair still all done up, but I was there. I was. There. They even gave me a break on that one, but I said, nope. I'm going to be there. So surround yourself with people that are going to push you to grow in your faith and walk with the Lord. And I think especially on Mother's Day, surround yourself with mothers and people that are going to help you better mother. Be a better mother. Be a better wife. Because you're not a good mother without being a good wife. Because your marriage comes first. Last but not least... And in closing, told you it wasn't going to be long. Stop going through the motions. Because if you go through the motions of expectations, they're going to be low. Talking about going to revivals and everything like this. And it took until I was about, I think I was 16. We, I went, well, no, I was older than that. I don't remember. But I remember... When I was filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues for the first time, we were in Tennessee on a youth trip taking them to Winterfest. And the preacher was preaching about getting filled with the Holy Spirit and this and that. And, you know, I was like, all right. I felt like the Lord was kind of calling me to help Brandon with youth ministry. We weren't dating yet, but helping me with youth ministry. And I knew my expectations for my church life and everything were going to grow. I was no longer going to be the kid under my parents helping me out, making me go to church. It was time to take control of my own faith. And I remember sitting there, and I was, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I remember, gosh, we were in a giant, we were in the University of Tennessee arena, and these kids were standing in front of us, they needed prayer. Me and Brandon, we were on top of chairs like these are. We were stepping over them. We were laying hands on each of these kids. And I, that was the start of expectations of what the Lord could do for me because I was, I was there for the kids. I wasn't there for myself. Again, my expectations were too low of what the Lord could do. And so with that, ever since that, it kind of changed my perspective on going to church. Going to church to have expectations. Going to church to sit there and actually worship. What the Lord's going to do through worship. And the big thing with studying with this and everything, I think sometimes we get a little stuck in our expectations kind of like muddy water, and we don't want to leave our seat. We don't want to, we have an issue, but we don't want to be prayed for because that means I got to get up. I got to get up in front of people. They know something's wrong if I get up in front of them. 
That was my biggest thing because I was like, ooh, I don't want them to know something's up. I don't want them to know this. I don't want them to know that. But again, who we surround ourselves with, if you have more people praying for you and saying those prayers, things work. And the biggest thing I've learned is with expectations is like an altar call. We think about, oh, I only got to go up if I fit in to the perfect description of what he called that altar call for. That's the only time I'm going to come up here. Anywhere. Your seat can be there. But what stops us? Oh, my hip hurts. Oh, my foot hurts. I can't walk up there. But the thing is, the expectations that are sitting at this altar are far more than you could ever believe. You could go up here for a whole other reason that he didn't even give the altar call for and be blessed. But because your expectations are small, you don't want to get up. You don't know oh, the Lord's not going to work there. Lord's not, my expectations are too small. What he's going to do for me, nah. But when I started learning, if I just get up and I go to the altar, I don't care if Susie Joe behind me sees me crying, sees me at the altar, thinks something wrong. Well, guess what? There is, there might be, but I, I need it. I need this. And if I want to grow and fit into those expectations, I need to go up there. And I think sometimes the altar call in churches sometimes is kind of going away. We don't want to do it because of that awkwardness. Or you get up to altar and only the pastor can pray over you. I only got to have that guy right there. He's, he's the only one with holy hands. He's got to lay those on me. <laughs> Not always the case. There's other people that can pray for you at the same time. So with that being said, I'm just, I, Nancy, if you could just put on all the list, the altar call music. <laughs>